This is the best of The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Catch them weekdays for the all-new Hyundai Kona. Welcome to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. So much to talk about the Melbourne Cup, the fallout from that. Optus, what's going on with Optus? What is Pepe Le Pewing? Uh, so much to get through, so let's get into it. Do you remember actually calling people last night, Trigger? Yeah, I went, yeah. I, I went through the Rolodex. Um, <laughs> I had a call from a mate of yours, the Beast. Yes. He was up and about. Uh, Toby Dow, True Crime Tuesday. Well, you rang him twice. Oh, did to I? tell him to back uh, Copa Strata <laughs> yeah. because that was... Uh, What's the context of that, Brian? Well, the context of that is the last time, well, other than the weekend before that, think about it, got beat, ran third to the wonderful Conrad, yeah, the exquisite-looking Conrad with the bodgy feet, and <laughs> Copa Strata had beat it. Yes. So it's been spelled for a lot. And it's funny, these two, Conrad and Copa, have been going head-to-head a couple yeah. of times, and then I was all in on Carbling. Oh. Yeah, it's, another, it's a mate of mine's horse. And I text him and I said, are we on? He says, yep, definitely. This is his grand final. He has to win yep. today. So I went, that'll do me. And then while I put the bet on, Toby rang me. He goes, oh, your mate's shinless. <laughs> Blake Shin. And I said, what? What's happening? He goes, oh, sugar, he's rung me twice. He can't. He's blind. He says, you got to back the strata. So then I backed the strata. So I followed you in twice. We had a good day. Oh, I bolted in. Now look in the corner here, boys. Mm. Uh, fetal position. Yeah. The sugar falls. What do we do with it? What do we do? What does it do? Where did it come from? <laughs> well, you were sort of close. But you know who we met? Um, yeah. You know who ticked it? Um, Shiraz. Shiraz was qualified for the Sugar Falls. Why didn't we pick up on it? I don't know. I was in a bit of a rush. But I don't know what to do with it because, yes. Continue. And, and continue. There's 20 of the last 26 now, which is still a good number. Yeah. But, Brian, I've got an old saying. Yeah. Complete this for me. I can do that. Insanity is what? Um... Doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Yeah, now I've got a new saying. Hit me. Insanity yeah. is doing the same thing over and over, a.k.a. the Sugar Falls, and expecting the same result. Gotcha. You've got to evolve. Yeah. What do you need to throw in? What's well, the I need, I need, it needs work because... So do jockeys get a say? We're thinking no, no, about, no, 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 jockeys, no jockeys. No jockeys. 20 of the last 26, which is a big number, but... If I'm being brutally honest, winning wallpaper, Brian, when it comes to Schvalls, mm. most of those losses have come in the last decade. Is that because more foreign raiders? Yeah, maybe. I, I need to do some serious work. But, listener, look, we tried our best. Um, but the Sugar Files, they're very unhappy in the corner and we, we don't know what to do with it. Do we bring it back next year? Do we? Yes, we do. Yeah. We need to bring them back uh, for all sorts of things, mm. not just horses. <laughs> oh, really? Just, uh, let's just bring it back. Dial up the Sugar Falls. Yeah. Rank them. Give us your top four races, Australian races in the year. Melbourne Cup, number one? No, Cox Plate. Cox Plate, number oh, one. I love the Cox Plate. Yep. Cox Plate. Yep. Melbourne Cup. Yep. Everest. Uh, Everest. Yep. And wherever different strokes of Conrad's <laughs> racing. <laughs> Warwick Farm. <laughs> uh, you got Colic, the poor thing. Gosford. He was supposed to trial Conrad. Mm. Anyway, he'll come back. He'll come back. We beat. Think about it. Mm. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, what about this Optus situation? Yeah. So I, I'm not a good person at laying in the lounge or just chilling. I'm not very good at that. If I'm chilling, I'm asleep, really. And I thought, you know what? Today, tight and emotional, big cup day. I'm going to sit down and get stuck into old man which is the movie you suggested. Old Dads. Old Dads. Old yes. Dads. 
So finally, I'm laying there. I get the um, Apple TV remote. Optus is down. Oh, you got Optus uh, internet. We got Optus internet. Mm. That was it. Are you angry? Like, I can understand it's just a mistake. And everyone's just off the bit going, mate, in this day and age. like I'm not off the bit. I don't care. No, I know, but there's a lot of people hammering yeah. Optus. Mind I mean, you, they, they have been hacked before. Mm. I'm not saying the, the grants <laughs> were involved here, but it does. I, I told you that story about how what the hackers do, no. the Russian hackers. So no. they'll go to, you know, when they hack Channel 9 and mm-hmm. they've done it to um, – yeah. Channel, they uh, want a Fox. bit of a bounty. Yeah. Yep. yeah, but they don't go two heckos. They just go, right, well, give us 80 grand. Something that'll happen. Well, 80 grand or 90 grand, They never. it's never, I want two or three million. It's happened to the Texan four times. He's been hacked. So does he just pay he it? He just pays it. Yeah. His was like 20, then they got they came back 12 months later, and it was like 30. Oh. And it was, So he now puts in his budget. <laughs> does he? Hackers. <laughs> yeah. He's fair to him, the yeah, Russells. The Russells, yeah. Well. The owls. Remember we were going through a phase where a lot of nudes were getting, like, Celebrity nudes. Yeah, the cloud got hacked. Remember that? Yeah. Oh. Jennifer Lawrence. J-Law. Hello. Um, there was a lot. <laughs> well, she's running with it now. She, she's in the show. She, yeah. that, that she's was just the, gone, let's go. I think that was the start of her embracing nudity in her yeah. show slash movies. Okay. Because she's like, it's out there. I may as well do it. Yeah. And and people were asking. And it obviously gets a few more eyeballs. Gary on. Busey. He's really, really embraced it. Have you been following him <laughs> Nudity? Lately? Oh, yeah. Has he? I get, get, get around it. Oh. He's been warned from Instagram because he's just getting looser and looser. <laughs> Did you see him? Talk about buttered sausage, where it comes from, what it does. <laughs> That's unfortunately not him. Yeah. No, we talked about that. Um, is that. Is that right? So it's uh, the AI. It was AI. Have yeah. you seen the one on Hamish Blake? Mm, no. What's he done? Have you not seen the Hamish Blake AI? No. Someone's impersonating. So he, he's promoting gummies, so to speak. But, uh, mate, honestly, if you're not paying attention – it looks like him. Oh. And, and there's also one about um, Phil Lowe. I screenshotted one today. There's Philip Lowe and the, the banking. The ex. And, it, and it's him talking it? in his voice about some kind of financial thing you should sign oh, up to. Oh, okay. But you can't. Mate, have you not seen the Hamish no, Blake one? I haven't seen it. Sounds good. Oh. Just getting back wow. to the hackers. Yes. What does it matter if you get your phone number or your email out in the public? What what What's the issue with that? Because it. Uh, no, there, there is. There's nothing wrong with that, Brian. But people feel violated, so it's it's more about the um, co- consumer confidence oh, okay. around the business and keeping your information. And therefore, could there be payment information? Could there be right? And the whole thing about this is why passwords are so important. Because if, for instance, the Medibank stuff that happened earlier in the year, yes, like if people are using the same uh, passwords there. And they've got people's information in the database, oh, and they can, they can go it, somewhere else. Go to Commonwealth Bank and, and use think it. that yeah. you know do, that do you might use be the, the same password everywhere. I try and change it. The, it gets to the stage where you just have to duplicate what because about, there's just so many things that require usernames and passwords. Do you, about, Brian? I do. What about your Neil Finns? Uh, yeah, yeah, a couple Neil of Fins. different. Yeah, nah, I'm all. I'm still same one where I got from yeah, Dolomites. Yeah, I'm a Neil Finn too. Yeah, same one. Yeah, Resolute. So. If you go down, you're going down. I'm going down, down. Yeah, they take the lot. That's why the grants know this, and they if they go one place, they know they could open up a oh, few more shit. doors. Mm. Well, you know the big one now. We're talking about when we were playing golf the other day. How there's no armed robberies anymore. No, because now it's all if you're going to rob someone, it's it's all on the um, online. Yeah, Digi. 
Did he, did he hold ups? Made him on yesterday. He said he never, ever locks his front door. Where does he live? <laughs> he lives in the inner city. He lives okay. in the inner city. But yeah, there's no breaking enders anymore, but really. D- but would a breaking ender person even try the front door? Going through the window? That's it, what they would it, expect. If, if I was a, a, a robber yeah, and I opened somebody's front door, wouldn't you think someone's home if... Doors open. Yeah. You've been robbed? Mm-hmm. Like as mate, a... mate, David Leslie Kane, my dad. Yeah. So Bernadette Ann Kane, she said, David, when are you going to start locking these doors? He said, Bernie, he said, if a robber came to our place, he said, they'd look around... They'd go up the street, they'd rob something, and they'd bring it to us. He said, no one's robbing anything from our house. <laughs> David Leslie Kane used to say that. Yeah, I haven't heard of many people, any many break-ins anymore. I remember as a kid, always. Like, there'd be mm. issues. I told you, see and friend, stuff. didn't I? Yeah, he said that was... The cars. Yeah. Back windscreens, bang, we're all just getting... On the fentanyl. If it's not on the fentanyl, if it's not a local number plate... You're gone. They're going for it. Oh, well, what do we just get? What do we just talked about here? This has been great. Yeah. <laughs> Doing a bit of a recap. What time did you finish? Sugar last night. Nine o'clock. Not too bad. No, I, I, I got the eat? Uber driver. I got the Uber driver to go through Mac. As I said, mate, mm. my shout. Let's. What do you want? Mm. And let me tell you, he did not hold back. <laughs> well, the great Brit, the great Brit Fletcher went out for lunch. Yeah, uh, went with all the eastern suburbs mothers at yeah. school. Oh. Real housewives. I I took the kids out, so I got over at six. We went out to dinner. And, you know, the girls have got that 360 thing. You know, oh, the, yeah, the, the live 360. 360. And they said, oh, mum's home. And I went, oh, fuck, beautiful. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, she's brought some maniacs yeah. back. So I said, girls, where's your mum now? And he goes, oh, no, she's she's gone. Um, she's going to, to, to – oh, she's over the inner west. Oh. I went, oh, okay. Oh, no, now she's going to the airport. Oh. Anyway, get home. Brit's – Left the car. Left left, yeah, she's passed oh, out. Oh, in an Uber. Passed out. <laughs> she's, oh. she's passed out, blind, like yep. seven. Still the gear on, all the lippy. <laughs> just just lying. It's a great day, Brian, isn't L- it? Lying down and um, we, <laughs> Maya tries to wake her up. Mum, mum, your phone's gone. She she just was panicking. What? Yeah. What? What's happened anyway? She was she was blind. But um, we found it. Got so it back did you home. ring it? Her mate rang it and just kept ringing the phone, ringing the phone. And eventually they answered. He answered. So did you have to, did you have to get an Uber? He came back for the hunt. You paid him cash. Yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> someone else did. Yeah, but there's a lot, a lot of drunk people yesterday. I do oh. that sometimes. So I'll say, because I haven't downloaded the app, the kids and Kobe can see where I am at any given time. and That's an invasion of privacy. Yeah. Well, I, well, I, I don't care. I, but I, I said to I, I don't what personally. You, what about if you got your feet up on the dash downstairs? <laughs> imagine imagine your haircut. Tra- <laughs> imagine them tracking sugar last night. Oh, he's on the way to Wollongong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is it Marcus? Yeah. Well, I, I don't personally look at it, right? So I don't have it. But I'll say occasionally, like, say Miller's at home, right? I'll say, darling, I said, instead of ringing Kobe to find out where she is oh, and what yeah. she's doing, yeah, I do that too. I'll say, hey, Frank. I called Frankie. I said, check the stalker app and tell me where mum is. I do that. So well. I just want to know how much time I've exactly. got just to I do exactly yeah. hit the lounge. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do exactly so, the same so, thing. So I can imagine a younger version of me being like, well, where are they? What are they doing? Like, <laughs> but, but now you're like, okay, how much time have yeah, I got? It's the opposite, yeah. Yeah. I didn't actually want to go home. Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. Of course, the Glenn Maxwell performance was stellar, but so too was the call from Ian Smith from SENZ and the great man joined us live from India. Here's on their feet. 
Absolutely mind-blowing. What a win. What a win, what a call to nail an iconic moment like that for SEN. I'm pleased to say Ian Smith is on the line from India. Smithy, well done, mate. Thanks for joining the run home with Joel and Fletch. Hey, look, fellas, absolute honour to be with, uh, with you guys. Um, yeah, what, what uh, uh, I'm just sort of sitting here looking out of my room uh, in uh, the 23rd floor of a hotel in Mumbai. I just can't believe it, actually. I, 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 I spent a bit of time afterwards just reflecting on it with a number of uh, of cricketing greats from around the world. And we were like, you know, I, I think we were pretty much like, you know, when you went to the circus and you saw those clowns that was, uh, <laughs> were sitting alongside each other with their mouths wide open, shaking their heads, and they never looked like that was us. <laughs> it was, where did it come from? I mean, we know that he's he's uh, he's a crazy cricketer. Um, he's he's an absolute freak. I mean, there's all these, these adjectives and nouns describing him in the last 24 hours, but... You, you you just don't believe it till you see something like that. And and how he managed to do it at one stage with no legs. I mean, that was just unbelievable. Yeah, and Smithy, he's sort of like his first 100, I was pretty good, but it wasn't off, you know, like he's when he got against the Netherlands, against yeah. like he had 40 balls. So it, he actually got better towards, you know, for his second century. Was it the fact that he couldn't run that he just thought, well, I've got nothing to lose here. I'm, I'm cramping up, so I'm just going to take a swing. Is that what is that what you thought? Oh, I think so. I mean, there, there was a stage uh, through that innings that he could not basically walk five steps. So, so you know, he he was a run-out candidate. And I think um, at, at that point, Afghanistan thought that there was their best chance of getting him out. With, you know, if he fell over in the middle of the pitch and just couldn't get himself up, they, they might have a situation where they could possibly run him out. But um, I think also the situation was so hopeless at seven for 91. It was almost uh, like a, a free license for him because, you know, at the very least he, he just gets out and it adds to Australia's problems. And he should have been out. I mean, he should have been absolutely out at one point when uh, young Majid put him down. One of the simplest catches uh, you'd see in, in cricket at this level put down. He, he should have been gone. But I think at that point he thought, hell, why not? And he just started to swing. And uh, it, it, it's quite incredible. It, once he started to swing, and and I don't think he missed that one. That, that was the most incredible thing to us. You know, when you've got – we talk about the, the logistics of playing cricket shots and how you've got to move your feet and how you get to get your head in the right position. I mean, he defied all those theories because he had no legs. It was It was staggering. <laughs> It, it, I think you're right, Brian. Like the fact that you've got something go against you almost takes the pressure off, doesn't it? Like you've just got to just have a swing. Just have a swing. Two hundred and one off one hundred and twenty-eight, and when he turns up to the crease, Smithy, he's facing a hat trick ball. So they were immensely under siege. At what point of that innings did you think, oh holy dooly, they may just be able to win this game? I reckon when they got under a hundred. When, when they got to need it under 100, I think psychologically that's when Afghanistan really pushed the panic button. I think that they were sort of living on on normality really uh, and thinking that he'll, he'll make a mistake shortly and we're going to win this game comfortably because they've only got Zampa in the bin and uh, and Josh Hazelwood and they're not going to win it from a long way out. So I think it, once it got under 100, they were down to double figures. And then he brought it down very, very quickly with, you know, two or three big overs. And all of a sudden they're thinking, hell, they only need 50 here. Uh, you know, and the way he's going, that's, what, four overs of batting, five overs of batting. Uh, we're going to do something, but they couldn't. They had 
had nothing to come back at him with. And I'm not sure. I mean, okay, a lot of people are saying, yes, but it was Afghanistan. You know, they're, they're a, a bit of a minnow in terms of world cricket. I'm not sure, uh, having watched a lot of cricket in this World Cup, too many attacks would have been able to stop him last night. I really don't think so. Just on just on um, those so-called minnows, like Netherlands and Afghanistan, why all of a sudden now have they improved out of out of sight, Smithy? I, look, I, I don't know because it's not just like one of them. It's, it's every one of them has made a contribution to this this particular World Cup. I, I think they're playing a lot more cricket for a start. They, Getting, they're getting cricket of, of a, at a higher level, uh, and they've got very good players. Uh, what they haven't had in the past is confidence that they can go on and beat the big guys. And they're starting, I think, to start, you know, to realise that on any given day, if they get it right, they're going to be right in the fight. And and they've, you know, the, this this performance aside from last night, this performance by Afghanistan um, to be threatening the top four. Is, is is amazing. It's is absolutely amazing. They've they've played their part in this tournament big time. I know that when they woke up this morning, they'll be disconsolate. They'll be scratching their heads, thinking this is one of the greatest moments in cricket we let go through our fingers. Uh, but they honestly, when all is said and done, uh, they're not going to win it. But they've contributed a hell of a lot. Yeah, amazing, just amazing stuff. Now the table is fairly set, so India have pretty much got the competition in checkmate. So they're going to finish first. South Africa yep. and Australia are going to finish second and third, whichever order is irrelevant because they'll play each other. New Zealand at the moment, Smithy, you're mm. fourth. You've got, <laughs> you're in the box seat, so destiny is in your hands. If you don't win, it's probably going to be over. One of those other two teams probably find a way. You're taking on Sri Lanka, which they can't make it, but it's a tricky, tricky, trappy game, isn't it? Yeah, well, the one thing we know about Sri Lanka is they won't be late to the crease. Uh, they'll be some they? So, so we're not... So, Smithy, just on that... Sri Lanka, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Just, just on that, Angelo Matthews has teed off. He's had a massive crack at Bangladesh, the captain, the team, and... For those who don't know what we're talking about, can you explain to the listeners what happened in that match? Right. I, well, I, I was watching in amazement, actually. I mean, they'd lost a wicket, and, and Angela Matthews um, made his way to the crease. When he got out to the middle, uh, he was still within the legal time. Um, but then he noticed that his helmet had a broken strap once he got out there. Now, uh, that's very rare in itself, to, you know, for your gear to break down on while you're walking out there. But he he, he got out to the middle, and um, because he called for a strap, he hadn't actually taken guard, he hadn't faced the ball. So he was still under the clock in terms, they say, in terms of the clock of, of making his way to the crease. Um, so uh, uh, one of uh, the Bangladesh teammates said to his captain, Shakib uh, Alassane, look, if you appeal, he's out. Wow. He said, what do you mean? He said, he, well, at the time, he's out. So he, thought, he said, right, I will. So he went to the umpires and said, I believe that I'm appealing for the fact that he has taken too long, more than the two minutes. So um, he's held up the game to a point where it's illegal and, and I'm, I'm appealing. And the umpire said, you sure? I mean, Maria Rasmus is a, is a decent sort of a rooster. Mm. He said, are you sure about this? And he said, yeah, yeah, I'm going to uphold the appeal. He said, are you really, really sure about this? Wow. He said, yes, I'm not withdrawing the appeal. So under the rules of the game, they had to give him out. So um, first time ever that I can recall anything, and particularly in a game of, of that kind of importance, 
Um, and so he was given out, yeah, and the, the world has erupted. Personally, uh, I think it stinks. Yeah. It absolutely stinks. And I'll tell you something else. Had um, had it been Virat Kohli, oh. <laughs> goodness cry, I've got no idea what the reaction would have been in this country. And I, I just don't know if he would have gone through with an appeal or even considered it against an Indian batsman because the furor that would have resulted uh, would have been uh, you'd have felt you'd have felt it from where you guys are. So it was I, it was awful. It was not good for cricket. Uh, um, and uh, rules are all sure, but also common sense and decency. There's room for that in sport, surely. Mm. Smitty, what about the Kiwis? Four on the bounce now. What uh, what's happening there? What, yeah. what do they need to do? Well, hell, I would say get 400, but that wasn't enough the other day. <laughs> Godfather, where the hell did that guy come from? Jeez. Um, well, we've got to, we've just got to forget it. I mean, we haven't, we've played really, uh, in the tournament, we've played one shocker. We got absolutely dealt to by South Africa and we weren't in the hunt. But apart from that, we've, we've played some pretty damn good cricket. We've unearthed a couple of good young players and, you know, things have been ticking over quite nicely. We just, we're just we just on a downward slide in, in terms of the, the points table. I look, I, I, on most days at the moment, you know, eight times, nine times out of ten, I think on an even playing field we'd beat Sri Lanka. Problem is the forecast, uh, and, you know, you say this and people say, really? Uh, the forecast of Bangalore is not that flash. There's a bit of rain around. So that might help hurt us. Uh, if we lost a point, if the game was rained out, that would really sting us. Uh, but at the moment, we're in a situation where um, it's in our hands. It's in our hands, literally. And you want that in sport. You want to be able to control your own destiny. Well, well we pretty much can. Our biggest problem is that we played two days before Pakistan play, and I think they're the biggest threat. If Pakistan uh, play England, and how love been great, haven't they, England? Uh, so uh, <laughs> they have two days to work out exactly the ramifications and their plan of going about it. So... All we can do is win and win well against Sri Lanka and make it as tough as possible for Pakistan. At the moment, I'd say we'd be in. But then again, I would have said Glenn, I would have said Glenn Maxwell probably wouldn't get 200 yeah. at 7 for 91, so there you go. Smitty, what's it like, India? I'm, like, I, I've, like, I don't mean the, the, the cricket and stuff. Yeah. I just mean the, the cities you get around in. Are they safe? Like, Are you getting out and going to some local restaurants? What, what does uh, Ian Smith get up to? <laughs> well, he's a bar, so you know I'm pretty close to that. Uh, <laughs> no, honestly, did some, and this player, I hadn't been here 20 years. I played I played cricket here, I commentated here, but I hadn't been here for 20 years. This is the most remarkable uh, development of the country that I've seen in a long, uh, long, long time. That, that the airports and the hotels that used to be, um, you know, one of the problem areas are now uh, as pristine as you'll find anywhere in the world. Now, the, some of the hotels are just staggeringly good. Um, and and the, the airports, uh, the flow of people, et cetera, has improved so much. It is an easy place to get around once you're out of the traffic. The traffic's still horrendous. Um, you know, you can have a, for instance, uh, getting to the hotel from uh, the Mumbai airport the other day as a trip of around about 11 kilometres, and it took me 93 minutes. Oh. I timed it. So I mean, it, it it can be a little bit a little bit frustrating in that regard. Apart from that, if you just take a deep breath and smile and look out the window and see the sights and the difference of from one street corner to the next of how India presents itself. You're not bored, and, and and time doesn't matter. So, 
It's been, for me, um, one of the most pleasant uh, and fulfilling things I've done in, in, uh, in a long, long time. I'm so glad I came. Welcome back to the Best of the Run Home with Joel and Fletch. The Bulldogs have been busy, busy Bulldogs in the kennel there. And the hangover cure, many people have needed that today following a big Melbourne Cup day. It's an NRL news update. Subscribe to SEN League on YouTube and the SEN podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. The busy Bulldogs, Brian. The kennel is filling up. The Bulldogs today have been very, very busy. They have re-signed Curtis Moran for two seasons. They've signed Kurt Mann, Drew Hutchison, Jake Turpin and Poissa Farmacilli to two-year deals. Uh, Mann, of course, playing just short of 180 games for the Storm Dragons and Knights. Hutchison, 75 games, but he's been a handy replacement when needed at times at the Roosters. Uh, and uh, Turpin also 75 games playing for the Broncos and the Roosters. So you add these four players to Critter, Stephen Crichton, Josh Curran, Jamin Salmon, Blake Taff, Bronson Sherry. That's all for 2024. Are they playing finals next year, Brian? So those other signings have been announced for... Yep. Is, so... Turpin, is that for next season? Or yeah, this is yeah. all for twenty twenty four. It's all for twenty twenty four. Where do you reckon the answer's gonna play? Oh. My man, the answer, Drew. Yeah. Because uh, they've got sex on legs. I can see Jakey Turpin on the bench because he can cover yep. uh Reed Marnie. I'm just wondering wondering about Drew. So you think sex on legs? He'll start the year at seven. Burton stays at six? Yep. Okay. Who's who's your fullback? Is it Critter? Um, I reckon I I would have Critter there, but I reckon they're going to put young Blake Taff there. Blake Taff. I reckon they'll have Blake Taff yeah. there and Critter in the centres. What about? Do you see Bronson Sherry starting the year? No. 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 Not in first grade. Okay. Well, they've lost Alamotti. He goes to uh, where's Alamotti gone? Penrith. 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 Yeah, but they've got. I. I they're they're thinking about playing Jacob Karaz in the centres. I just don't think that's his position. I'd like to see him at fullback, actually. Yeah. I think he's a terrific winger. Yep. I just think defensively, there's a couple of reads there. I know he can learn the position, but it's very hard defending in the centres. I'd like to see him at fullback, Kiraz, but that's a question for Gus, I suppose. Mm. Um, yeah, they've certainly spent some money, haven't they? They, they let a few go, though. So who went? Avarillo. Avrilo went. Uh, Is Tom, Thompson, Thompson, Thompson gone? Thompson, that Where's was Thompson gone? Point. Is he retired or what's he doing? I think he's heading back to England. Absolutely. I don't think he's signed anywhere officially. That's a shame, isn't it? Like, he ran into injury. Like, he was a very spruiked kid coming out, Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, he He didn't play that many games, did he? He was very injury prone. Remember he came out, I think, uh, six months early, like half a season earlier, during COVID, did his 14 days and he was doing the – like Crane, doing dumbbells yeah. and stuff in the room. Like he was mm, so eager right. to come yeah. out. He'd have a had a great couple of seasons. Mm. Was he St. Helens? Yep. From memory? Yep. No, he was – I think he might have been a MOS. Really? Was he? Well, I know he Man was. of Steel. Yeah. Um, look, they're, they're good signings. They're good first graders, but they're not – they're not guaranteeing you success. I mean, other than Critter. Other than having Critter there, and, and I think Josh Curran is a is a a good addition, but I don't see him playing semi final football. Sorry, okay. Sure. Game of Rankham, quick game of Rankham, in order, because based on the topic we're talking about, it's a bit of a loaded question. Who's the most important Panther players? Cleary's clearly number one, right? Yeah. So 
Who's their top four most important players? In uh, no particular order. No, rank them is in order. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. James Fisher-Harris. <laughs> Second. Yep. I agree with that. Dylan Edwards. Yep. And I will also say Isaiah Yo. That's my... Mm. Actually, I'll have Isaiah Yo third. Dylan Edwards fourth. Liam Martin far behind. Fifth. Honourable mention. You only gave me four. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's Rankham. Um, yeah, it's it's int- like Fisher Harris, Mickey. He- and you know Moses Leota's not far behind. That's either. right. So those two players, really, those two players in any team in the competition. If you had Fisher Harris and Leota playing for the Tigers, I reckon you're playing finals. Ooh, big call. Can we throw in one more? Can I throw Cleary in? But if you've got you took him on the bench. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know what you're saying, but and this is what the, the argument was with uh, Adam Fanua Blake. It's all well and good to get him, not next year, in 2025, but you've got to be able to, off the back of what he can do, like we saw what Sean Johnson was doing kicking-wise mm. and stuff like that. I know those forwards would improve a team, but you've got to be able to take advantage of – off that, off the back of them, mm. where I, that's what the Dragons are lacking a little bit. Tigers are lacking that. Yep. Bulldogs are lacking that. Bulldogs are lacking it for sure. It's just those setups. They do my head in when they get down there. Yeah. And they have to get, do three plays, drop a player under. You're not scoring a try, and you're not even asking questions. Nah. What's the set I call Brian when I coach? Chaos set. Chaos. Where you just go, Agent you just go berserko. Because how often do you see? A team's got to score a try to win the match, yep. and they almost always go 90 metres. Yep. And they all train P- for it. Playing a bit of chaos. They all train for it when yeah. they get down there. You know, that's the last session at training. Yep. Right, next team that scores, and it's just offload, offload, offload. Oh, it's cr- yeah. Especially there's lower-ranked teams. Yep. You're not going to trouble the defence with bringing a, a halfback t- catching the ball and bringing a bloke under. That's right. It's first grade. It's the NRL. You're not going to score a try there. Chaos. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to have your say. Or text 0457... 736736. Pistol Pete from Glebe says, I can only imagine how Maxwell's feeling right now. I only scored 31 as my highest ever score for the Rissoles, and I averaged a cramp for every run. I also celebrated with a 31 piece feed at the back of that. Good on you, Pete. Yeah. Uh, Pistol might... Pete, what have you still getting these? Just uh... on that. Just on that. Fair enough. What is, sorry, <laughs> what's the best hangover food? Is it a personal, KFC? Personal? Pizza? Macca's? Or is it. Chinese. Chinese. Well, sugar. This is this is summer content. Yep. We're not really in summer yet, but I'm going to do it just for mm. you. You got both the same colour shirts yeah. on. Mm. For me. Yep. I have three letters. M S G. M S G. It sops up all that alcohol. I'm a bit Randy Savage, mm. so <laughs> I get to go out. Yeah. Sit in my corner, yeah. put the podcast in, <laughs> and just devour a chicken and black bean. Oh, that's good, Brian. That's really, really that, good. Well, that's my personal. Tourist, what would you say to that? Oh, yeah, Chinese for me as well. Specifically, this is going to sound gross. I like cold day after Chinese. Cold? Cold. Give me uh, something about being hungover. No. That's, salmonella. that's all stations of Salmonellaville. I want a cold chow mein the day after. No way. Stunning. Oh, what's that's really? my hangover for no, Hillary, Hillary, you're right. Yeah, you are right. Brooksy, what do you oh, go? It's pizza. For me, yeah. I want something spicy. I want the Tony Pepperoni or the El Scorcho or mm. something with pepperoni with jalapenos on there. Mm. Like it's got to be fresh tourist mm. as a no, hangover. What you you can't be pre-ordering your Chinese no, so it's no, cold no. the next day. No, I'm not pre-ordering, but I'm hoping 
in, in an ideal world, you'll open the fridge, forgetting what you have the night before, open it, and you'll see. Really? That's the dream. Uh, mm. But the clagginess of... Yeah, oh, I want oh. the clagginess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm hungover. I want to sit but in my filth. The chow mein... <laughs> the chow mein... You need the crispy noodles, and it's going to go soggy. Yeah, perfect. Clag, clag yeah. me up, baby. Oh, clag me yeah. up, baby. What about you, sugar? What do you? If, oh, look, you're a bit hung today. Yeah, a little bit hung. If, uh, I, if I could just click my fingers right and now, just invent, like, imagine I, I could come up with an invention yeah. where you could order something and it would come to your place. Yeah, I reckon there's some fried rice there, yeah. and oh, I could go the chow mein, no clag, hot. Yeah, that, so right now I could. I would love Chinese this. for you. For you, yeah. Uh, there's a gentleman. I never here. have Coca-Cola, but I always have it with Chinese. Yeah, it's got to be Coke Zero. <laughs> yeah. A lot of K- KFC people like K- Ash. Ash, this is my go-to. So Ash likes KFC followed by a raspberry icy pole. I tell you the best hangover cure. I forgot about this frosty fruit. Yeah, frosty oh, fruit yes. ice block. Really? Do it. Mm. Whatever it's in there, whatever chemical they're putting in there, it makes you feel better. Does it? Okay, I'm so not sure. They reckon bananas. Well, there's all weird shit in there. The, the potassium in the banana. Is, that's another one. That's another good. Um, I spoke to the people from Farm Fritz yesterday at Melbourne Cup. Yeah. They do a lot of fried fish, uh, fried chips. The gentleman who owns it, I forget his name, but he used to work for. He used to work for the mob that has Chico Rolls, <laughs> right? So I played golf with the Chico Roll dude. He told me they sell 15 million, 24 million items are sold every year. It's a big sausage, right? So when that when when they're making it in the factory, chop it just chops it. Oh, it's it, one big roll. One is big it? roll. Oh, and seventy percent is cabbage. Yeah. Then What's the remember our girl. Remember, remember <laughs> a girl who you'd go into. A lot of mechanics would have him on the back of the the Chico roll girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was on the Harley. Yeah, yeah. Side boob. Hundred. Yeah. With the Daisy Dukes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Every takeaway store in Australia had one. Yeah. They disappeared. Her name was Sarah Jane. Really? How, why did she disappear? Why? The Mormons bought the Chico Roll Company. And just said, yeah, Mormons. And just said, Corey's. Tata SJ. CSJ. No <laughs> motorbikes. Really? So they decided to really, really pull it back. Wow. So no Chico Roll signs up anymore. No girls. There is a girl, but she's like dressed up like in an mm. Amish outfit. Yeah. <laughs> um, 24 million. So basically for every Australian out there, one We're hammering, and I'm a hammerer. What one a year? Twenty? No, I'm saying, yeah, twenty-four million per year. Yes, yes. I sold twenty-four. Yeah, so every Australian's basically been having one. Yeah, and my man also told me that if <laughs> you man. were, if you were in there, right. You occasionally got the real crispy bits at the end. Oh, oh, yeah. That was a perk of working there. Oh. So they chop one off. It might not be the whole twelve inch, <laughs> but it might be two inch of the crispy yeah, the curry, less is more. the cabbage. And a little bit of carrot in there. Uh, I'm getting one now. Yeah, your, your man with the food rot, he also told you something about potatoes, Brian. Oh, yes. Not enough potatoes are growing here, so they get them from Holland. Really? Yep. Holland. And, and you're about to throw per capita at me. Yeah, Australians eat the most potatoes per capita. Get that in there. Yeah. Big fadipas. <laughs> Welcome back to the best of run home with Joel and Fletch. And very guarded, the bozzer. A bit concerned about Fletch trying to... Pull a ruse on him. No, no ruse. I, I legitimately want to know. He's, he's a big deal. Like, mm. he was huge he over was. in Europe, especially yep. in London, in that, in that scene. I just wanted to know, did he know the great Millie Vanilli? <laughs> Mark Bozic, and I'm pleased to say for Stan Sport, he is on the line. Boz. Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you? Oh, going good. What did you do yesterday, Boz? Where did you go to the um, bird cage? Yesterday, or uh, 
No, 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 nothing like that. No, nothing like that. I, I haven't been to Melbourne for for a bit of time. I, look, I always love the Melbourne Cup, there's no doubt, but I, I don't think it's got quite the same allure now. And that's, I think, because of the, the Everest. I think, mm. uh, you know, and, you know, I, that's just my, my feeling anyway. But look, it's, it's always a, a traditionally great day here in Australia. Um, I actually went to a Gut Foundation lunch. Um, so uh, that was uh, that was very good, and done my training as usual. I went to the fish market flesh, yes. which I didn't see you at. No, so they, and got myself ready. Got myself ready uh, for all the games that were on this morning, and for tomorrow morning, and for Friday morning as well. Just before we get into that, what's the Gut Foundation? What what are they doing? Is well, it- the, well, Dr. Ross Walker, who's on Two GB on on a Sunday night, if people listen to him, he's an excellent uh, proponent of. He's a cardiologist of all types of health. And, and he's the chairman of the foundation. And, yes. and uh, it's basically to do with everything, you know, to do with your stomach. And so my my speech was about the link between the stomach. As we know, you know both of you know, uh, in sport, we, we do so much work on the core, on the outside. But on the inside, it's so important because it can contribute to so many problems. And everyone is different in terms of their genes and their hormones and what they're perhaps resistant to or not. So it's very, very important. Pretty much everything in terms of health can start from there. I do listen to that uh, cardiologist, and he's a big advocate of taking uh, Viagra. Oh, yeah. Yep. I listened to him after the, on the Sunday coming home. Jeez, where are you? Where are you, Boz? Uh, it's a, at a windy place here it's, in Daisyville. Sounds like you're hang train. Yeah. No, um, no it feels like that with the wind. No, these clouds look threatening. I can tell you. All right. Well, well, yeah, we don't want to get threatened by anything. Just get into it. Let's, where do you want to start, mate? <laughs> Where do you want to start? Well, we'll we'll start with the game that that we that we chose this morning, which was uh, a fantastic game between AC Milan and, and Paris Saint Germain. And this is in the toughest group. I know they call it the group of death. The other two teams are Dortmund and Newcastle. Newcastle beat, uh, sorry, Newcastle lost to Dortmund earlier on, and Milan, who basically really had to do something, um, pulled off a magnificent performance to win two one, and it, they hadn't won in six games. So it was, a, it was a bit of an underdog story. And PSG still, you know, as good as they were, still not looking quite the team that you think, you know, are they going to, you know, reach their holy grail and go on and win it? So they're doing well in the French league. Um, but this is the second loss that they've suffered so far in this tournament. Uh, the other great story from this morning was Shakhtar Donetsk beating Barcelona. And Shakhtar Donetsk haven't played at home for two years. Uh, and they've had to sell pretty much all of their players. Uh, and for them to beat Barcelona, the game was played in Hamburg or uh, that was another fantastic story. Um, in terms of the other games, uh, pretty much Manchester City guaranteed their spot with an easy win over your team, Fletch, Young Boys. Yeah, and Leipzig as well. The <laughs> same, same, same group. Uh, uh, Lazio beat Feyenoord 1-0. Celtic still haven't won a game in the Champions League since 2017. They got beat 6-0 away from home from Atletico Madrid. Although, to be fair, they did have a player sent off. But rightly so, Maeda in the first half. And in Barcelona and Shakhtar's group, FC Porto beat Antwerp 2-0. So that makes that group a little bit, you know, we thought Barcelona win, they guarantee their position. But now they've just got to look over their shoulder a little bit uh, for the last two match days. Boz, you are a national treasure. You are. And the boy, I tell you what, I ran into James. And, and I, I grew up, Boz, not knowing soccer so well, right? And, and this guy, James, yeah, up in the Gold Coast, he said, mate, trust me, Mark Bosnich was one of the most talented Australian athletes we have ever seen. He was no. waxing well, that's very nice of you. Thank yes. you very much. Yeah, thank you very much. Tony. But thank you hadn't met much. you hadn't met Millie Vanilli. Are you sure, Boz? You'd never come <laughs> across tell- Millie Vanilli. <laughs> I'm telling you, Fletch. 
when we went to that AFL grand final with you and your mate Hindy that yeah. time. Yep. Now, and remember, I, I was actually, I did, well, put it this way, I, I had lemonades all day. So remember, That's okay. Right. Yeah. I told you pretty much everything because I respected you both and I trusted you both. Did I ever mention during that day, which went on for about eight hours, did I ever mention the name Millie Vanilli? No, you didn't, but I don't remember <laughs> Thank much. You very of, much. I don't Thank remember, you very much. So I don't remember went, much of that but, day. Was. Yeah, well, that doesn't matter, but I didn't mention that name, did I? So no. I would, if I would have told you, I would have told you then because <laughs> in terms of questions and answers, I reckon you two asked me more questions that day. <laughs> Absolutely. Then yeah. probably a prime minister gets asked over a period of three and a half years. Boz, you are, you are like a bona fide celebrity. You were knocking around some of the... Gra- okay, Elton John. Have you met Elton John? No. Okay. Uh, Freddie Mercury. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. I'm not no, going anything. No, let's change the subject. Let's talk about Friday morning. Remember, <laughs> after tomorrow, I know where you're going yeah. with this. I'm not saying this. Yeah, so don't – that trust and that respect that I placed in you, don't abuse it. I'm not abusing it. I'm not. <laughs> yes, you are. I know I'm where not. you're going. You're very strategic, Flex. I know you like – I know you better than you do. I'm yeah. not. I'm Strategy. Not. Hey, hey, Brian, yeah. so this is the story that James told me. Yep. He said that – and Boz – I may get the names wrong here, whether it's the team. He said that Bozza was a 14-year-old and the first-grade team, Marconi, I think it was, invited him, invited him down to trial or to train with them and you smashed him, absolutely smashed him as a 14-year-old. Is that true, yes or no? Yes, it is, yes. Right. 14. Yeah. And then how did you end up – Did you who, who poached you to go over to England? There was a chap over here called Alan Vest uh, who was originally from England. He used to run soccer camps at a place in, uh, at Park Lee and he would get the, the best boys from usually 13 to 16 and we'd go there on the holidays. And I was going on a holiday to Europe when I was 15 years of age and he knew the youth team coach at Liverpool. So he arranged for a trial for me uh, at the end of that holiday when I was there with uh, mum and dad and my sister to go to Liverpool. And I was, uh, Kenny Dalglish, was manager at the time, wanted to sign me. I, Dad wanted me to finish what was back then year 10. I don't know what they call it now, but year 10, that was the basic sort of, you know, finish yeah. the schooling because it was around September time. But during that September, between that September 87 and, say, July 88, in between, in between that time, Sir Alex Ferguson uh, got in contact with the late Eddie Thompson, who used to be the national team coach, and flew me over in March of 1988 and basically at the end of two weeks sort of locked me in the room and, and sort of said, you, you're not going anywhere until you sign here. So that was it. So what was his name? Vest, James Vest. Alan Vest. Alan That's Vest. Right. That's right. So if it wasn't yeah. for Vesti, yep. you wouldn't have been going overseas. Well, there was a lot of, there was a lot of people I could attribute that to. There was another, there was a goalkeeping coach over here. It was an ex Australian international called Ron Corrie who I could attribute pretty much everything to. He was oh, okay. absolutely outstanding for me and he worked me very, very hard from, age 12 until I left at age 16. And so little things like that. And very, very lucky, very, very lucky is I have parents who worked so hard that to make sure that I had the opportunity to go and play professional football. Very fortunate. Imagine how good you would have been if you had to go and whack a mole. You would have been, mate, you would have been absolutely even better than you were. I'm going to go play whack a mole. You know what? You know what? I've got to say, you know, I told, I told you this that day at the AFL Grand Final. You're lucky I didn't play rugby league. I would have come after you. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> hey, Boz, we're going to run, mate. But the, the, the board has oh, lit, lit up. up. They, they love the Boz. It's as simple as that. Mate, go and enjoy the win convention and we'll catch you soon. Thank you very much. There thank you is. very much. Good luck with that electricity, the hydro scheme. Yeah. I love the Boz, Thanks for listening to The Best of the Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Don't forget, you can get us live in the afternoons, Monday to Friday, on your SEN network. If you missed that, the podcast waiting for you through 
Apple and Spotify. And, of course, you can now catch us on YouTube. So search Joel and Fletch, the run home with Joel and Fletch, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, social media, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. We'll catch you next time.